Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the next Real Saturday Matinee, a fine, and I believe this marks our final uh, Saturday Matinee before the Christmas holiday. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Ocean Murph. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, am I spoiled? Wow, you swallowed that one. Wow. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And Tom Metz. Happy belated Hanukkah, everyone. 
I want to just apologize for calling you Tom just then. That's okay. It's apparently it's not. You did tell me I should I should call you Tommy or Mr. Handsome. Well, sometimes when people call me Tom, it makes me think that I'm in trouble. <laughs> and I don't know why. I think it's because that's what my my parents call me. <laughs> and so yeah, when they're like sometimes people used to just call me Tom when they were mad at me. And so Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did anybody ever call I, you that's, Thomas? that's Peter? Well, my real name is Thomas Wesley Metz the third. That's the full boat. It's a it's a lot of bubblegum. It's a lot. That name. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds rich. I like it. It sure does. <laughs> a lot of heart. Rich. Hey, uh, what's on your watch list, guys? What are you watching as we as we cruise into uh, vacation season? What's what's up, Ocean? Well, I am finishing up really two. So, from a movie standpoint, my future tense is, you know, I'm going to stay on brand. I'm going to watch Spider Man, The Matrix, and uh, those are the main two. Then, of course, I'm going to. I actually, I'm also going to go see. Uh, the underdog movie, uh, not underdog is in the cartoon character, uh, but it's called the real underdog. I believe is the name of the title. It's the, it's the movie about Kurt Warner and, and his, uh, Oh you know, yeah. That was a movie. trailer pick a while back. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, and I'm, I'm going to go check that out. My, uh, it is a type of movie that my mother will like, and she's coming down and visiting us for Christmas. So we'll see that. Um, you know, so it's but your mother's likes. big into your mother's big into sports. Movies, well, I think she's just saying. into the, you know, sports movie that that formula, right? The formula of you have yeah. the underdog yeah. is is you know striving to do a thing, and then at the end oh, there's yeah. going to be a game, and then they have to overcome, and just you know the feelings and oh, emotions and, of all that, and so. Sports and, movies make me a fan, yeah, a straight up fan. Yeah, yeah. don't know anything about them, but God, I feel like a powerful hundred foot man <laughs> when I watch sports movies. <laughs> So yeah, so, so I can do the, that. Yells me yeah. like in the middle of the theater, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like, I'm "Yeah, hockey." I don't oh, know you, <laughs> right. you don't. Yeah, you you. That's pretty much as close as exactly. I get to ice is drinking it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, I know, still. I understand. Man. I, I have never played a second of hockey either. But when I saw Miracle, I was like, "Well, you know what? I could take him the Russians <laughs> yeah. too. It'd have been yeah. fine. Oh, yep. totally. You know, it'd have been, totally. Yeah. I, I just scored more goals. It would have been so close." <laughs> 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 That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So your holiday is pretty much uh, action, and and that plays into uh, one of our stories. I'm excited to talk to you about because you couldn't read it. Uh, Tommy, what do you have going on? I am watching The Good Fight. I don't care oh, about Paramount right. Plus, but what I do is I desperate. I loved The Good Wife, and then when The Good Fight started on Paramount Plus, I wait until the entire season's done, and then I watch it all in, real quick in two weeks, or I get a free trial because I have a. One of my email addresses is at gmail.com. And I use that <laughs> if I have like a new credit card. Uh, and so I'm in the middle of that and it's outstanding. And it is still the most angry show on television. It's still so angry. I, Do you know anything about it? This is going to, this is going to surprise you. Uh, three things. Yeah. One, oh. um, I have not watched a single episode of succession Two. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I've, I've never stopped. I know. I know. I've never seen Tiger King still. And three, I know, yeah, Tiger King. We've never seen Tiger King. And I still, I know nothing about either good good fights or good wives. Good wife fight. Nothing. Well, I disagree with you on one of those. Succession just ended and I thought the ending was so good. God, I miss that show already. It's so (laughs) good. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I actually, yeah, I had times, Succession fans, you'll understand what I mean when I'm like, I'm crying over Kendall because like Kendall is the worst and I'm like tearing up because of some of the things that he just put through. So, Hey, Roman was the real victim. He had to write three quarters of an hour. 
for a, for a gin and tonic. So. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. So let's let's let's. I let's, think let's you spare, just you just that, what you just said just to find why I'm not interested in that you show. I really it. have to get past that line, the hour and a half for the gin and tonic. Well, the three quarters yeah. of an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes it better. It, it, it does. It does. It does. He was a real victim. Okay. So I think that succession is great for multiple reasons. Um, you know, the, of the, there's the overall plot line of story that is, that is the through line of it. And the, you know, all the kind of the ends you see of, you know, media moguls and then their families trying to then gain power in a, in a company that is dominated by, a, by a single parent entity. Right. So it's basically, uh, you know, Murdoch from Fox and his kids. Right. And so, but the, the part of it that is entertaining for me as well as the show is everybody's horrible. It, it, it's one of those things of where every time you think that you have found someone that you can latch onto and root for, they do something horrible to where at the end of any given season, you're basically like, who am I rooting against the least? But it is so entertaining because you still want to know what happened next. And um, what they've done in this season, which I thought was also interesting as well as a whole, and I want to think the same thing, Tommy, is that the way they ended it, they ended it in a way that you you assume there's going to be more seasons, but they've kind of wrapped everything up into a bow where they could just end the show now. Do you think? Well, it has been approved for a season four. Okay, yeah. HBO so, I mean, have ordered it. They ordered it like two episodes into this season. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I actually see it as kind of more of a cliffhanger, I thought, this okay. season. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I see, I can, I can kind of see it without spoiling it for Pete, because I know Pete's going to rush out and, you know, binge all three seasons when we're done recording. Yep. Um, but, so. But I can see what you I'm mean. Not, I'm if not it actually did here right end, now. that would be a, an appropriately gut punch ending. Yes, yes. And, would. and would sort of work, but I'm so glad it's coming back. Uh, as, as am I. Yeah, so I'm sorry. So the and the it's just fight. like it's just like twelve twelve episodes that kind of thing. It's a, yes. each season ten, three ten short. episode seasons. Yes, three ten episode seasons. Yes. Right. Well, I, I mean, it's it, I was just gonna have to get over the hump. Of, well, it's it, it also is. I I would argue Succession is one of those shows that the reason why I'm comfortable recommending it is you if you watch the first episode of the first season at the end of that episode you'll know if you're in or not. Yep, that's a great way to think about yep. it. Right? Yes, and so, so you're you're committed to an hour to find out, and then at the end of that hour, if you still don't like what you see, just turn it off. Because then that, then that means right. it's not for you. All right. One hour. I never got through Mad Men. That might surprise you, too. Mm. You remember? I, it was the same thing. I got through three episodes of that. Couldn't, couldn't do it. I'm yeah. catching up slowly on Breaking Bad. Season one, episode three. <laughs> two. Coming right up. <laughs> two. Oh, episode two. Excellent. Because I forgot what happened in episode two, so I went back one. <laughs> 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 I've never watched that show. Okay. Hey, uh, we, I, I've got... So here's the thing. In the rundown, we've got some links from past week's host... Uh, Rob Cavasco, who shared a couple of things, and Tom immediately upvoted them. <laughs> I don't know what they're about, but I assume they are they are your kind of thing. These links. Do you want to talk about them? Well, are we afraid that they were talked about last week? They weren't talked about, or they would be checked checked off. Well, I didn't look at the articles, so no. <laughs> I thought someone Good. else put them in. <laughs> Well, someone else did, but when you upvoted them, I got real excited I about it upvoted and thought, oh, Tom clearly wants to talk about Mike Flanagan. Yeah, Mike Flanagan, that's why. Mike Flanagan, I know that um, he's redoing The Fall of the House of the Usher, and I think I heard that it casts Frank Langella Usher? and Mark Does it cast Hamill Usher? and Carla Cugino, because oh, he always works with Carla Cugino. Uh, and so that's very exciting. Past that, I don't know anything about it because it's not a hyperlink. So I don't know how to click on it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you're you're welcome. Yep. The internet has given. Um, 
All right. I don't. Uh, I mean, you just you're a big uh, fan. You're an a real enormous fan of Mike Flanagan, Flanagan head. Yes, correct. Yeah. I still haven't finished Midnight Mass because of what it turned out to be. No spoilers, but what the type of monster turned out to be is not something I'm traditionally interested in. But I've been told to keep with it. So I'm going to go Wait. back and finish it. This is the one with the couples, the parents talking with each other. No, midnight. Oh, that's just mass. This is that's uh, just mass. Mike Flanagan's okay. Midnight Mass is his midnight latest mass. is his latest series on Netflix, and I was loving it. And then it showed its true face, and I was like, "That is not a kind of monster that I care about anymore." Should I mean, if you were to say it right now, I'm not. I am not watching it, and I don't care about being spoiled. But if you were to say it right now, I could beep it. Oh, okay, because sure. I am now curious what yeah, that is. Yeah, you don't really what find out the... until like the third episode or something. But I can. Murph, you're fine. Ocean. Oh my God. Uh, yes, I have no idea what this is. I'm not watching it. Let's go. That's that's boy. Me and Ocean. We're oh, and I'll, we're and I'll right cover there. my face too. I, we're surprised. Yeah, uh, so you, no lip readers. It's and I don't care about them. You don't care about those things. No, I traditionally I don't care at all about traditional old. Like if it was a universal monster, I think its time has passed. Yeah. Uh, we we had we have better new monsters. I know it's a weirdo as such a horror fan, but I've always been very clear. I'm not a classicist. Um, and so I believe I like what they were and they have important history, but it's not something that I'm interested in following so, along again. So just out of curiosity, then what is your favorite type of monster? Supernatural. Like, oh, all okay. of those are supernatural. Probably like, <laughs> sorry, probably like a demon or a ghost or a big, okay. uh, or like a Freddy Krueger, someone that has a really big mythology. Okay. But I okay. like it. So it's not really slashers because I wouldn't consider Freddy Krueger necessarily just a slasher because he's attacking you in your dreams. There's really a psychological element to it. But ghost yeah. demons, those are more my bag. Yeah. And and internal demons. Yes. As we've been talking about. Correct. Uh, of late. Correct. Right. Internal, like uh, you're battling your own. Right. Your own also a descent into madness. Kind of and that's where yeah. descent into madness. Yeah. All right. Well, All, right. Fun, All right. Fun fine. Christmas episode. <laughs> Really fun. A descent yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, well, isn't, isn't I, I only that say that is? as a tie-in. I only say that as a tie-in because we were the community uh, in in a massive lampoon uh, tricked us into doing Jacob's Ladder as our Christmas episode <laughs> because for about five seconds, uh, Santa rolls our protagonist and steals his wallet, and so that became the Christmas episode that we do this year. And that's Tom's fault I because he put it, it in there. Yes. He suggested it, <laughs> and so we did Jacob's. <laughs> Happy holidays! Happy holidays! I've been right. very well, much on the record that Carol of the Bells is the scariest song in the entire world. It's by far the worst. <laughs> other than the worst holiday song is simply having a wonderful Christmas time by that jerk. Paul McCartney. The scariest one is Carol of the Bells. Do you know which one Carol of the Bells is? I Isn't know. it ding, dig a ding, ding, Hark ding, how the bells, ding, sweet ding, silver bells. Yeah. Here come the bells. Yeah. They'll eat your eyes. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> scary. Oh, I hate it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> that should have been our list. Scariest Christmas Carol. That should have been it. <laughs> it should have been. I, 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 I do enjoy that song quite a bit, but now I really would like to get a copy of your lyrics, Tommy. So when, I, when I hear it again, I want to be able to be able to It fits really this. well in like horror movies and stuff. Yeah. It can be yeah. very, Haunting. very aggressive. Yeah threatening mm -hmm. um i just have a couple of things to talk about uh that i and i got i got myself very irate not even ju oh, I, just irate irate oh, doesn't need a garden modifier variety, I, irate. I was garden variety irate because i'm just i'm i don't i shouldn't be surprised anymore 
but retreads, man. Uh, Hillary Duff is now in How I Met Your Father. How I Met Your Father. Oh, we really need this. Wait, is it? We really need this. Did, is did it we the, need the first one? <laughs> yes, that was cute. It was cute for several seasons. It was a cute film, watch or a cute uh, series. Watched with my wife. Really enjoyed that. And uh, and so yes, I am on the record. I'm on the record. I had a good time with How I Met Your Mother. I thought that was fun, and uh, it it brought us Agent Maria Hill. So right. I'm just saying. Is it? Uh, it's not the same happen. story, but told backwards, right? No, because Haley Duff wasn't, or whatever name you said wasn't yeah. in the first one. Okay, well, I don't. She wasn't in the first one. It's just the. It's just swapping, essentially swapping genders and telling the whole story. That's what it looks like. It looks totally campy. I don't know. I I just got sick of retreads. I agree. Enough. I agree. Uh, and then I posted a a link of something that I got excited talking about. Oh, your man's back, Tom. What? I can't believe nobody picked this movie. Oh, Mr. Fogler. Uh, as a trailer. Yeah. That's right. Dan Fogler's Fantastic back Beasts. in the new Fantastic Beasts movie. That's very exciting. Are you, uh, are, are you, do you, when you watch, do you watch the Fantastic Beasts movies? I watched for the him? first one and I thought he 100% stole the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, and they actually, they, cause I know that they went and did a fair amount of reshoots. And I think a lot of the reshoots that he was involved in were because, yeah. and maybe we've talked about this, Eddie Redmayne, who's always interesting, like decided to just be a real creep <laughs> in the movie. Like his character is like, <laughs> and he's all a cowlick and weird. And I think all the studio was like, uh-oh, who's our likable lead? Yeah. And all of a sudden they gave him yeah. like more of a love story and stuff. I think he's, uh, Dan is outstanding in those movies. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not an enormous I, fan know. of the movies themselves. They don't. That's have much that magic what I was wondering. Yeah, if they since they're literally about magic, that they don't have magic for you is is yeah, a telling bit of cinema irony. I uh, I watched this trailer and for the first time, I found myself actually provoked to be interested in it. Oh. I think the recasting was smart. Yep. I think the uh, I think it looks good. And and of course we we watched uh, we need to talk about Kevin recently, oh, and it. so. I mean, diabolical yep. uh, to see, you know, him show up uh, in this uh, movie again. It just reminds me of what range he has. And uh, there's just there's just a lot of talent on screen of people taking these things very, very seriously. Right. This I, I sort of felt in this trailer the same way I felt about the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban trailer. Uh, when oh. I first saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to be a little bit of a serious movie now. This is going to be different right. than the other two. You could tell I'm, that like I'm interested Columbus in Columbus wasn't yeah. in charge anymore. Yep. And it wasn't as yes. paint by the numbers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I, I got very excited in the last line in the trailer when he says, you know, you can't use this. As a, I got it as a Christmas present. I thought he's he's a funny guy. And <laughs> Good. I am delighted that you have directed him. Excellent. Uh, in the past. It was so, a pleasure. That's fun. Um. The the other big news is, uh, did HBO Max win the year? And I am curious how you guys are using HBO Max. The story is uh, that HBO Max was started with just sort of middling to fair uh, results and uh, really struggled to get their properties off the ground in an incredibly competitive streaming market. Mm -hmm. And then they make this announcement to do day and date releases of their entire 2021 slate, uh, including very big movies, including, uh, you know, and, and the, got Warner just, the Warner Brothers yeah. movies. Yeah, all, I'm sorry. All, specifically, the Warner Brothers movies got a lot of gnashing of teeth from directors and producers right. and studios and uh, and ended up, um, you know, releasing the biggest of the big all the way up to so far Dune, mm -hmm. uh, which is literally 
the biggest of the big in terms of just cinema experience. Right. It is a massive, massive film, and they release them all at home uh, as well as on HBO Max. I am curious how your habits uh, around HBO Max uh, have evolved. Do you are is it one of has it become one of your premier sort of streamers? Is it a subscription you keep around? Well, Succession is on HBO Max, so it's uh, yeah. So, right. uh, but I've always been I've always been a big HBO fan in general. Um, I think the HBO Max streaming service is you know there's a lot of good content on there. Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> so, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, there's a lot of good content on there, and I, I, I really enjoy it. I find that even with the bigger movies, though, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm now comfortable going back to theaters, so I'm doing that. So even though I can watch Matrix, the next Matrix movie at home, I will watch it in theaters. Um, you know, but I think that it adds to it, and maybe it helps them with their uh, subscription base. Although my curiosity with it is that whether or not they're counting these as paid subscribers because there's a lot of people that still are on you know like if you went to was it, i think at&t was giving it to you for a year for free that like you, oh. you could get it you could get it other ways like you, you well didn't i have to that's pay for it. that's how we like, have it you, you uh, could, you because could, yeah, it's bundled in our at&t wireless yeah. plan we have the premier family plan for each of our accounts in our family and right. so everyone in my family that has a phone has an, an their own hbo max account Right. So yeah. somehow that revenue is being shared. Somehow, yeah, somehow they're getting they're getting compensated. But I think, you know, Mayor of Easttown, Succession, those are all great examples of flight attendant. They are critically acclaimed shows. And I I but the case is being made that without this massive like tentpole release schedule of all the Warner Brothers movies, that those shows would have been largely undiscovered and they would not have had the the sort of viral uh, the virality that they have because HBO Max has, as it turns out, been much more successful in in getting their um, getting pe their eyeballs on the service. I mean, but HBO was already a pay service, so it was. I, I but I don't see but, how HBO Max isn't just a natural transition. I mean, I was already because, paying for HBO. well, they really biffed the transition. HBO did. People yes. were so confused. They, did. they didn't know. Like there was never a. They just never came out and said it's all just HBO Max now. Like it's, yeah. they never yes. really made it go over. So a lot of people just got lost in the wilderness and Roku couldn't get HBO max for a really long time. It was a tough thing. So maybe what the idea is that these movies like forced people to figure it out. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. to that is, to, that is what yeah. it is. I, I think that's, I, I think that's really the case. I mean, it does you uh, just because of the way time works right now, you have to kind of think back to, you know, this release and Tom's right. It was a hot mess. Okay. You, you know, yeah. figuring yeah. out how no, to do it before. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, and so, um, you know, now there we're just on the heels of the release of and just like that, the new sex in the, and the city uh, spinoff sequel, big properties for a big portion of the audience. Maybe that's not us, but it's a big portion of the audience. The way I've been, I actually love the day and date. And now I'm I'm also going back to the theaters, too. And I find myself getting very excited about seeing the movie the first time in the theater right. and coming home and immediately watching it again. That's probably what I'm going to do with, <laughs> with, the, with the Matrix. Because yeah. I saw Absolutely. Dune in the theater and I'm definitely yep. going to see Matrix. Because yeah. I tried for so long to keep my expectations for this matrix down and I have lost the ability and my expectations are yeah. sky high. And every time I'm like, Jupiter yep. ascending, Tom, what are you doing? But nope, <laughs> I'm going in. I'm going in hot. I'm so excited for that movie. The uh, I think it was Empire or uh, uh, Hollywood Reporter. Somebody did a fantastic interview with Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss okay. uh, that will drop in the show notes. That is, it's like 18 minutes. And Keanu Reeves, 
just absolutely craps all over cryptocurrency and NFTs specifically. And like just hearing him talk about the world is so amazing and charismatic and fantastic. Like I just, I am with you. I tried to keep it down, but I've, I've, I am 100% in for this movie. I cannot. All those deja vu ads. I'm fascinated. I'm really interested. Yeah. I tried to avoid all the trailers and then I accidentally saw one the other day. So now I'm in the same boat as you guys are. Yep. Yeah, it's I, yep. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, oh, and also uh, cutting cutting back to uh, whether or not I'm a Miranda. Um, I am one of the, <laughs> I, the <laughs> one of the rare people I think. At least I'm thinking I'm rare. Maybe uh, may not be. The first iteration of Sex in the City, I saw every episode. It was oh, appointment wow. viewing. It was appointment viewing. I yes. loved it. Once the finale hit. And then you saw on on Carrie Bradshaw's phone, John, and you knew that was big. You learned that was Big's name. I was done. <laughs> I, I, there was nothing else I needed to know that about was it. these women's lives, yeah. or the stories, anything. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen anything since. Like none of the movies. I'm not going to watch this reboot. I, yeah. I, I was like, you know what? You have. I felt. I felt that you gave me a good, complete story, and now I don't want you to mess it up by giving me this new stuff. <laughs> Ocean, Ocean, you and I are friends. We've known each other a long time, and I don't think I have stumbled yet on a single point that we agree on more than that. <laughs> I It was appointment viewing for me, watched every single episode, and John, and then I was done. I didn't watch any of the movies, didn't need them, and now I'm spoiled on the first episode of what they have done, and I I have to admit, I'm a little bit irate. I'm oh, a little bit yeah. irate of what they, they, it's cheap, and I don't, I'm not interested in watching it at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, the word, they've just cemented my decision not to watch any yeah. more Sex in the City. Yeah, done. All right, let's do trailers. Trailers! I get to go first. You do. <laughs> oh, and I wasn't ready. Delightful. <laughs> well, you, you, well, um, I think you actually were first and you A24'd it. Like you wanted to I did. Yeah. You I just wanted to ensure it. You would that think that I would. discussing yours first. <laughs> you would think I would be more prepared. Uh, I mean, it, it took about 15 seconds for me to copy and paste the URL after I pressed play to know that I was going to talk about this that uh, the on this show the moment it dropped. Uh, I am talking about uh, a, an amazing new film from writer-directors Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert uh, called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. What's happening? your husband. I'm another version of him from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you... Maybe your only chance of stopping it. 
Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. Really good. I th- we don't know a lot about this movie, um, but I can tell you that it stars, you know, a sixty-year-old Michelle Yeoh still kicking amazing ass yep. in this movie. Uh, so it, we get a little bit of that of martial arts. We also have this being John Malkovich vibe. Uh, that I am so attracted to. This like cra- just merges so many of the styles and tones that uh, of of all the movies that I love. I, I have no idea how to make sense of the story. What we know, at least the log from um, uh, IMDb, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. And that gives us this opportunity to see uh, her doing a lot of character work. In fact, everybody in this in this movie seems to be doing a ton of character work as they're as they're sort of living through the experiences of other universes of them. Uh, I think it looks absolutely wonderful. The cast we've already mentioned: Jamie Lee Curtis with Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Su, Kei Hui Kwan, James Hong, Andy Lay. Uh, Anthony Molinari. It is a massive cast that looks just really, really fun. What did you guys think of this? I I thought really a couple things. One, um, I, I love Michelle Yeoh, so I'm already 50% in the seconds I see her in there. Uh, two, I did like the the premise and the idea. It, it seems to be an, a different take on, you know, the, 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 the whole multiverse concept, right? So, Part of it, I found myself torn in that I'm I'm watching this thinking, hey, this is a really good imaginative way to to do this type of story. But timing-wise, we're entering the multiverse in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so will this be perceived as they're trying to piggyback or tail, you know, kind of jump on the, the coattails of of that, of people now being willing to accept this type of this type mm. of movie? Um, if so, great, because it looks like it's very well done. It's it's clearly a different story because I I, I didn't see Spider-Man in the trailer anywhere. Um, but, uh, so it, but it, it looks, it looks great and entertaining and I like the, the actors in it. So there's a lot of ingredients in there that I liked and I, you did, uh, cross, uh, just jump over, uh, I think it's Ki Hu Kwan's there's, uh, his, his best, uh, a credit, which is a, he's a short round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, wow. Right? You know, cause oh, I, I was God, kept looking right. at him in each other going like, I recognize that, huh. that face and I could not face why, but that's, yeah, it's short round. So I'm, I'm that's excited amazing. to see short round. As an as wow. an adult, and, and have multiple uh, multiple universe versions of him <laughs> in the in, in this in this movie. So um, yeah, well, so I'm very I, excited for it, and hope I, I I hope that this is released in theaters. I don't know if it will be or not. If it'll be something we'll see in, only on video, but either way, I will I'll definitely check out. I'll definitely check this out. I'm interested. There's two big. Well, there's a lot of big things happening in culture right now. How culture. TV, video games, movies reflect the culture that we're in. There's a lot of multiverse things happening right now in movies. And in video games, there's been an explosion of games built around time loops. Being caught in a certain amount of time and having to figure things out as you go around and around and around. I have nothing interesting or smart to say about that yet, but I'm interested about what we're dealing with. 
how that's helping us, whether that's just our anxieties about the pandemic coming through at times, how time sort of got stretchy and weird during that period. Um, it's interesting. I really like to keep an eye on that stuff, especially when there's a convergence of things or like when there was like an anomaly. I always go, I always go back to one. I know it's way out of date and stuff. When American Sniper came out and was a mm -hmm. massive hit, the reason is like, why? Why did America need that right now? I just yeah. like it. I like when movies are talking back to us and we're reflecting our own yeah. thing. I'm wondering what this will turn out to be. I, it is interesting, and I know you know in our in our own community, you know, bringing up the multiverse is a uh, it, it's a challenged topic because so many people in our own community have a strong opinion about using the multiverse as a cheap out in writing. Mm -hmm. Like it is just uh, at this point, we now have a an inbuilt excuse to get out of of trouble by introducing multiverse. <laughs> right. There's and, no more corners uh, to paint yourself it, it, into. There's no more Exactly. Thank goodness there's a multiverse and we can just drop through a magic portal and a sky beam and then everything's okay, right? So um, so I think that is that is a really interesting comment. And this movie, I hope it can be a legitimate exploration of of other lives. I think that's the way it's being presented. Right. Like you get to see what if you had gone down these paths, but you don't get to live them. Mm -hmm. um, like that, I, I, I like that constraint better. So it is what it is. But I will say Michelle Yeoh obviously was in Shang-Chi and also in Shang-Chi was Wong and Wong and Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. So I'm not saying Spider-Man won't show up is all I'm saying. <laughs> you really Kevin Bacon did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they had a post-credit sequence with uh, Spider-Man, that'd be the best. Just like, you know, that would be, be what it is, but there's a post-credit sequence where Spider-Man Even if she's up. just watching, like, Electric Company Spider-Man, that would be enough. <laughs> that would be enough for me. Mwah. All right. Tommy, you had the next one. I did have the next one. This is actually a script that I read back when it was on the blacklist, I believe in 2018 or 2019. And I never thought that it was going to be made. I think it was used as a writing sample because the conceit of it is so insane. If you've ever wanted to ask, what's the most Nick Cage Nick Cage can be? It turns out the answer is <laughs> Nick Cage. This is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Nick, you've been living at the Sunset Tower for over a year. They love having me there. You owe them $600,000. Okay, I'm going to deal with all that. But I'm going to get this next role. And when I do, all of that changes. Then I'm back. Not that you went anywhere. Nicholas Cage, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> he was so good in The Rock. What about Gone in 60 Seconds? Have you seen Croods 2? No, I'm 44 years old. Why would I see Croods 2? I've seen Face Off and Con Air. We got another offer. What's it about? You head to Southern Spain and you attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's a million bucks, Nick. I'll take it. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Yeah, Javi. Mr. K. Excuse me, is Javi going to want me to, uh, you know? I'm not sure I understand. Look, it's Javi. I am Javi. Nick Cage. The basic conceit of the the uh, the movie or the script, which I'm sure has changed dramatically since I read it years ago, is that a 
a hard up for money, Nick Cage, which is Nick Cage. He famously lost a ton of money <laughs> over the years. And that's why he's in every single movie that comes out, gets hired uh, for like the birthday party on an island of this, some sort of like a rich person or a dictator. And he has him like go through a bunch of his old movie roles because he's such a huge Nicolas Cage. So it's Nicolas Cage poking fun at Nicolas Cage. And I can't believe that they actually made it. I think it's fascinating. I can't get over quite how excited I am for this movie. <laughs> right? Like, come on. I'm kind of on a Nick Cage kick, and it's hard to watch all of Nick Cage's movies because he got to a point where he's just saying yes to everything. Right, right. But when this one started and you you get a little bit of a sense of of maybe quiet Nick Cage uh, in the beginning, I, I got very excited about it. And then he gets very loud like doped or stoned yep. and gets very very loud and and him and Pedro Pascal who I'm also a just a brand new unabashed fan like I just think he just burst into yeah. um you know into my uh sort of viewing life and I think the two of them look terrific together it is just an amazing bit of charisma on screen i'm so excited that someone took a risk on this movie yeah. and i hope it does incredibly well it, it should do very well. Let me think the best way to phrase this. I, I do like Nick Cage as well. Um, I, 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 I get the, whole, the, the funness of Nick Cage, especially the movies he's making now where they're just kind of these insane romps of where you can tell that, yes, he's saying yes to anything. Totally. And he's, he's, he's the reason these movies are getting made. Because, you know, there's been, I've, I've, the last few Nick Cage movies I've seen is like, oh, you take Nick Cage out of this movie and this, no it's one's not making, worth this, no one's making yep. this, right? Yep. So, yeah. Yep. So then it, this, this looks funny and it looks fun. Uh, again, again I, I, I also agree with you, uh, Pedro Pascal, who I've uh, recently come to really appreciate his work as well, looks, uh, looks very funny in, in what they're doing. And so it looks, you know, it looks like a fun, entertaining thing. Uh, I, I don't know that I'd rush out to theaters to see it. I would definitely, you know, watch it at home. And, and I think that, you know, it, it has, it, seeing this has now inspired me to to do a little mini Nick Cage marathon and just end it off with this. You know, take a couple, two or three, because there's so much Nick Cage. There's still, I still have two or three movies I haven't seen yet that I want to see of his. And so then I'll, you know, just throw this out at the end of it and, uh, you know, spend a Saturday afternoon with Nick Cage. That's fun. You can't watch all of Nick Cage's movies in a Saturday afternoon. No. <laughs> you need a month of Saturday. <laughs> no, no, I just, I mean, I'd pick a couple. I mean, like, oh, yeah. you're not doing everything. Got it. Oh, my goodness. No, I, okay. you, you'd need a week. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> At least. Yeah. Yeah. All those. Uh, I, I do love that the title of the movie in Mexico is, uh, or in Italy is, Il Talento de Mr. C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I like it. God. May we all age into a name like that. <laughs> For those that are interested in seeing it in the theaters, this will open April 22nd of next year. The end. Uh, Ocean is also present. Uh, Ocean, you have a trailer. <laughs> and I, it's such I, a it's I such do. an appropriate trailer for this. I, show. I do. We could. We yeah. You could have get over my my trailer is basically you take some Sandra Bullock, uh, add some Channing Tatum, and sprinkle in some Daniel Radcliffe with the funny and go. Uh, the name of the movie is The Lost City. You led me straight to the lost city. Now, prepare to die. There are just hundreds of snakes in this temple just waiting for us to show up. What? Why aren't they biting that guy? This is ridiculous. Delete. 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 Listen, Loretta, we need you to promote your new book on the Lost City. You can't spend your life in the bathtub drinking Chardonnay with eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's sexiest cover model, Dash McMahon! 
You do know you're not Dash, right? Dash is a character I made up. Dash! I, I... Oh my god. Oh crap. Miss Sage, I enjoyed your book about the lost city, and I believe you're the one who could help me find its treasure. I have to respectfully decline. I'm afraid I must insist. Unchain me! That's your seatbelt. Loretta Sage is missing. I'm gonna rescue her. I just want her to think of me as more than a cover model. Let's start living dangerously. Alan, what are you doing here? We're here to save you. I'm certified CPR, I'm certified CrossFit. I have snacks. After them! This is like your book. We're on a Love More and Dash adventure right now. I'm gonna help you out a little bit. Let's go. What are you doing? Don't do that. Go. Oh Come God, on. get out of there. This is not a romance novel. Jungles eat people like us. Hey, what is that? Get it off. Please. Please. I can feel him sucking my soul. Rip it like a bandit. Oh my God, that Feels like there's more. Holy mother of God. Uh, I just suck it on my butt like a big old Jamba juice. Oh. We're so close. I could actually find the lost city. If I don't get to this island, my friend and her cover model are going to die. I am driving. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Loretta Sage, getting you out of here. Why are you so handsome? My dad was a weatherman. Hey, whoa, she doesn't oh. need saving in there. Okay. Uh, what are you doing in there? So uh, this this trailer, <laughs> this, uh, the the trailer looks looks like a uh, kind of a standard um, what I would consider your standard action comedy movie where you have good actors who are being funny uh, together in a ridiculous situation and you have you know with those the main three actors throughout the throughout the movie uh, doing their thing and then you sprinkle and add on the Brad Pitt. Uh, who get who gets who is added near the end as you know a, a handsome I guess adventurer rescue rescuer person so um, you know it looks fun it looks fun and entertaining I, I don't think that I'm not going to run out to theaters to go see this it is one of the things where I will wait till I can uh, see it in the comfort of my living room uh, of my couch but uh, I think it's a nice little uh, fun entertaining movie to kind of distract you for a couple hours in the in an evening it seems so, like a fun throwback you? to things like Romancing the Stone we don't really make movies like this. Or Jewel, Jewel of the Nile? Jewel, Jewel of the, Jewel the Nile. Nile. Yes, that was yes. the sequel. Yeah, because yeah. it has a little bit of that fish out of water, but also Indiana Jonesy, but also, yeah, uh, we don't really do stuff like this, which is makes it kind of fun. This alongside something like Undefeated? Nope. What's the new talk about the Unforgivable? Nope. The Tom Holland, uh, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. famous line of video games doesn't matter it's un something oh, oh because uncharted yeah, um uncharted, uncharted. Drake's, um, yeah it's yeah. kind of fun that we're going back into these kind of films because it's been a really long time i kind of feel like since like national treasure uh so this seems like it's fun and i i can sense the um chemistry between them already mm -hmm. in the trailer so i'm excited First of all, seeing Sandra Bullock in this kind of a role is... It, Being it, fun and funny again. It's fun and funny again. It's been a yes. while. Even when she was in Ocean's 8 on yeah. purpose, she was so underplayed it. She was like a drag. Exactly. Exactly right. right. It, exactly right. And so I think that I it's exactly it, it, like right. you have to remember that she was first and foremost a comic actor. Like she right. has such an innate and effortless gift of being funny, even when she's being kind of the straight 
the straight woman character. Um, I, I think she's just really great. And she's done Unforgivable and Bird Box and Our Brand is Crisis and Gravity. Right. And like, that's just a lot of serious Sandy. And so I think that's great. And I just, I, I, I just heard her on doing the, the promo for The Unforgivable and she was on Smartless uh, podcast. And mm. she was just so neat to listen to. Like, mm. to listen to her speak as a human being, I, th- I find her really charismatic. Now, of course, also, Channing Tatum is in it, and Channing Tatum has, like, oozed his way into the DNA of the Saturday matinee thanks to uh, the Rob Cabosco Memorial List Challenge <laughs> and the Step Up movies. So that absolutely exists. And I will say, just a- as a way to see if Rob listens to this show... Oh, he might be getting a Christmas present from Santa Pete and Kyle Claus oh. uh, delivered to his house. And I just want to see if he notices that it, it might have come from somebody related to the show. So exciting! I feel like uh, that is really fun. And I love the surprise of Brad Pitt. They're clearly having a good time making this movie. And as the guy nice who is on the record as liking Red Notice... I think right? this could be a really fun follow-up back uh, back to the jungle. So there you go. Yes. Hooray! Yes. And so, um, yeah, the uh, continuing adventures of Gracie Lou Freebush will release in theaters on uh, March 25th. Is that was that the like the What's working that? title? Oh, that was that was and that was the, okay. That was a deep cut. Gracie Lou Freebush is the name <laughs> of the uh, character the Sam, in Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality. The her cover oh. her cover character's name is because she's uh, Sarah Hart. I think it's uh, Hart is her last name in, in her character. Yeah. But in the pageant, she is Gracie Lou Freebush. And and honestly, that a lot of a her cut. a lot of a lot of well what, when I was watching this trailer, I thought, oh, that's like Gracie Lou Freebush. So anyway, <laughs> that that was a deep cut. Yeah. That was well played. All right, the end. Let's play a game. <laughs> All right. Uh, Since this is our last uh, episode before we take uh, just a week off going into the uh, Christmas season, Mm -hmm. um, I I was actually sent a uh, a DM in Discord knowing who was going to be on the show with uh, with me this week that I should run the following quiz uh, as a speed round quiz uh, to see how well you guys know the movie's uh, that launched with one of the greatest holiday movies of all time, Die Hard. This is a test your film oh. knowledge quiz uh, that, uh, and it it this celebrates actually the 25th anniversary of the release of the movie, which was of course eight years ago. So this this quiz actually celebrates the uh, 33rd anniversary. Got it. The film, you see, there's okay. a lot of there's I, a lot of math involved. Tommy, I was equally confused with you. Yeah. I was like, 25, yeah. eight years ago. I it's been this has been around a long time, but we're gonna do it. Like, okay. We're gonna do eight it as a, as a speed as a speed <laughs> round. <laughs> okay, as a speed round, and see well how well you know the movies now. Um, Buzzers. This You're quiz. This quiz uh, actually relates to or, or to all the movies in the Die Hard canon. How many of them are there? Five. 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 And uh, so Thanks. let's see. Let's see how well you do. Is this a buzzer uh, or what are we going back for? Let's do uh, let's do say your name. Got it. I'm gonna say All Prefontaine right. based on an earlier set. Yeah, that's a good callback. Good Great. callback. I'm sure Thank everybody you. gets that. All right. <laughs> uh, how dare you? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Cue the music. What does John McClain do for a living? Prefontaine. 
coming. He is a cop in New York City. Police detective, yes. Thank what you. is John McClane's catchphrase? Prefontaine. Pre- is <laughs> everybody saying Prefontaine right now? Oh, sorry. You have to have your own name. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Your name, but I'll let you take it. Okay. Ocean. Yippee Yes, it is. Who was the villain in Die Hard 4? Oh, Ocean. Ocean. Um, the actor is... Oh. The actor Prefontaine. Is, yeah. The actor Tom, is... Tom Steele. Am I allowed to? Yes. Sure. Yeah, I didn't get it yet. Timothy Oliphant? That's the actor. No. Different movie. Well, yes, but what was the what was the uh, character name? Who was the villain oh. in the movie? Do you remember? Oh. Mr. Oliphant? <laughs> Timothy Elephant. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, 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 Thomas... Oh, 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 oh. Rob Cabasco. Ocean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I only know. It. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm going to give you, I'm actually going to give you a choice Clues. and see if you actually heard me. Oh, okay. Uh, Jan Gruber, Colonel Stewart, Simon Petrikas, Thomas Gabriel. Oh, well, Thomas Gabriel. Me, Thomas Gabriel. I love Thomas it. Gabriel. There you go. Ocean what was Samuel L. Jackson's diehard character called? Ocean. Ocean. Uh, Zeus. Yes, it was. Well what? played. Yes, Excellent. Zeus. Zeus. That yes, is nowhere in my name. He was like, hey, Zeus. <laughs> he goes, hey, Zeus, do I look Mexican? No, no, I'm a Puerto Rican to you. My name is Zeus. <laughs> All right. Name the building the first Die Hard took place in. Ocean. Prefontaine. <gasps> Ocean had that one. Uh, Nakatomi Tower. Uh, Nakatomi. Tomi. Oh, I don't know. Me. It's up to you, Pete. Right. It's up to you. I, I it's up to you. Yeah. Tom, can you fix it? Nakatomi Plaza. Yes, it was. Not yeah, Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you deserve it. If I, if I don't yeah. get it. Oh, thank if you. If I don't get it 100% Ocean. right, this is good. Thank you. Name the chauffeur, the chauffeur sent to pick up John McClane and Die Hard. Dang. Prefontaine. Tom. But give me a 10-second countdown, then Ocean Ooh. can take it. Just, um, this is sort of holding space now. I don't think there's It is. It's not really allowed, is it? That's not how games work. But I know I can get it. Oh, and, Come on. Lionel, Daryl, and yeah, Ocean for the Steel. I know. I was thinking this. I was trying to think of his name. It's like Styles or something weird like that, or Marshawn or something. <laughs> Styles, something odd. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Man, it's Argyle. Argyle. That's, I oh, yes, yeah, so I said Daniel. Was, I knew the last part was right. That's it. Argyle. Yeah, something That's odd. great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, Die Hard is legendarily a Christmas film. Die Hard 4 is also a holiday movie. Which day does Die Hard 4 Ocean. take place on Ocean? Fourth of July. Yes, it does. Wowee. What is Frederick Kaludis's hacker name? Frederick Kaludis's? It's, that's, the touchdown that's, is toast. That's, no, that's Justin Long. Oh, that's the quarterback. Character. Yeah, the quarterback is toast. That's Justin Long's character because they say. Oh, it is. Yeah, because it's the name that when when he goes to find him, it's the name he's looking for. Under, I don't. I don't remember. You don't know, Tommy? Do you know? Nope. All right, I'm going to give you some choices. Great. Weasel. No. Wizard. Maybe. Walter. Don't like it. Warlock. I'm going to say wizard. Ocean. You want to take warlock? Go warlock. Yeah. It is warlock. Nice. Where is Die Hard with a Vengeance set? Which one is that? You probably can't tell me. Oh, 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 oh Ocean. Ocean. The Head of the Vengeance is in New York City. It is in New York City. Die Hard 2 takes place how long after Die Hard? Ocean. Ocean. Two years. One year. Ah. He's mm. an L.A. cop at that point. As a bonus, uh, what 
Airport. Prefontaine. Yes. Stapleton. Stapleton International Airport for the Colorado crowd. Okay. In Die Hard. Yeah, it's it's a stand-in for Dulles. The exterior stuff is all. Yeah, it's it's a stand-in for Dulles. Stapleton is no longer there. But famously, they picked it because they wanted the snow, and famously, it did not snow during production. Right. They had to pump in snow. Manufacture snow in Colorado. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's great. Uh, In Die Hard, how does McLean get the attention of Sergeant Al Powell? Prefontaine. Um. Yep. Welcome to the party, pal. He throws a dead body onto the car and then he shoots for an alarming amount of time. <laughs> he he makes Swiss cheese out of the car. And every time that part of the movie, I'm like, he got it. <laughs> Jeez Louise. And then he comes out and all his Twinkies are flat. The end. That moment is really a demonstration of his expert marksmanship that he could shoot that many bullets out of a car and not hit him at all. Not, not hit him at all. I guess. At yeah. All. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the party, pal. Who is the villain in Die Hard with a Vengeance? Ocean. Ocean. Simon Peter Grubel. Yes, it is. Wow. Well done. What uh, was the relation? Was, he was Hans Gruber's brother. Brother. Got it. Okay. That's actually the way no. the guy says it when he when he's in the in the van. Oh, does it? Talking about it. Yeah, he says it all. all it's, it's a lot of dramatic pause. Like, it's just like the biggest <laughs> reveal ever. Follow-up question. Who played yep. the villain in Die Hard with a Vengeance? Oh, Ocean. Jeremy Irons. Ocean. Jeremy Irons. Yes, nice. All right. Uh, in what year Ugh. was Die Hard released? Got nothing. Oh, Ocean. Ocean? Um, 1989. Oh, wait. That's just silly. It's got to be 1988. You just told us. I just did you the just math in front of you. <laughs> in order said. to explain yes. that the answer to this question, it is 1988. The first Die Hard movie takes place on which day? We've already talked about it. Is it which straight day? up Christmas? The first I heard? Christmas the Eve. The first I heard Christmas Eve. Is it Christmas Eve? Christmas the, Eve party. The Christmas. The, Christmas the work party is on Christmas Eve. The Christmas Eve. Yeah. Who, would, who would be there yeah, for exactly. that? It's that's a, that's ridiculous. a lot of commitment to your job. That's, yeah. yeah. And then who would be there having sex on a desk? Nobody. Nobody well, would do that. If you have Not a family at Hans, Bubby. <laughs> Bubby. <laughs> uh, what game did Simon Gruber want to play in Die Hard with a Vengeance? Oh. Uh, Prefontaine. You, you can take it, Tommy. Ooh, all right. Simon says. Simon says, what is the name of John McClane's wife? Ocean. Ocean. Um, Jenna Marina. No. Gerardo? That's her last name. Gerardo. Oh, I got it. Gerardo. Prefontaine. Dom? Holly Gennaro. Holly Holly Gennaro. Gerardo. I realized halfway through I was saying the last name and not the first name. Uh, Her name was Harry Geronimo. (laughs) (laughs) Who heads up the terrorists in Die Hard 2? I know the name of the actor. Does that count? No. I I mean, you know, if it makes you feel good. Ocean. Ocean. Yeah, Colonel Stewart. Colonel Stewart. Yes, it is. And last question. Uh-oh. What's the name of John McClane's daughter? Daughter? And if you picture in Die Hard, there's a kitchen scene in the house when Holly calls, when they're talking uh, to the, the maid who's there, answers the phone. She says, Is, what's her name? In bed or whatever. And I talk to the daughter. And that is three, two... Nothing. Lucy Gennaro. Gennaro? Wouldn't she be Lucy McClane? 
It was Lucy McLean. Lucy yeah, you're McLean, right. Yeah, because yeah, and, and, and the daughter. We meet her again. Yeah, we do. In, in, well, yeah, in, she's in Die Hard. Uh, live free or die hard. She's in that, but again, she's just the McGovern. She's there for five and minutes does to the, then introduce the, the airport drop off, right? Yeah, she and, she, and only she's off. like a segue to get to to Warlock, right? And then that's it. Then she just goes away. Yeah, and I and I and, do I do applaud the quiz for leaving out any questions about whatever the fifth die hard was. So. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, well done, quiz. Not only was the quiz exceptional in, yes. in its restraint, you both win uh, all the friendship. Well Hooray! done. Uh, out, outstanding, outstanding Thank play. You. And uh, my goodness, MacGuffin McLean is, uh, needs to be a character in a movie. Let's what's do a little, McGuffin McLean? Little bit did of, someone say that I when did. I was frozen? Uh, it was Ocean. Yes, that was <laughs> I said, what's your name of McLean's daughter? He said, MacGuffin, which is amazing. Um all right. Hey, uh, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, a couple of things. If you are uh, not a member of our uh, uh, now infamous uh, membership program here at The Next Reel, head over to thenextreel.com slash membership because I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, last minute gifts. What am I going to get, uh, Pete and the team over at The Next Reel? Well, I don't yeah. even know what we're going to do. Well, this is what you do. Uh, nextreel.com slash membership. And you can sign up. And for uh, a couple bucks a month, you, you end up with access to the super secret super secret, super triple secret uh, channels in Discord. You can join our fantastic community of movie lovers and you can get access to the live streams when we record these shows. They are great. You get your own personal podcast feed where you get episodes released early, a uh, week early, sometimes more. And now we're just dumping a lot of the raw live streams in there. People have said they want to hear the raw, unedited live streams, not just early access, but just really? raw stuff. So we're putting more wow. raw stuff in there. It's uh, <gasps> it's fun, and sometimes it's funny. Uh, sometimes it's really not, and makes everybody regret their decisions. But again, <laughs> we're going to lean on the funny parts. Uh, we hope you will consider that. And we track all of our movies and our, our watch lists over at Letterboxd. We love Letterboxd. Letterboxd.com slash the next reel is where you can find our Letterboxd HQ page. We post all of the reviews of all the movies that we talk about. You can see what movies we are going to be talking about on shows upcoming so that you can watch along and then come talk to us as we podcast about them. If you fall in love with Letterboxd, and we hope you do because it's a fantastic service run by fantastic people, just click on the little upgrade button and you can take your free account and upgrade it to pro or patron. And with the code NEXTREEL at checkout, they're going to give you 20% off your upgrade fee. Upgrades or renewals counts for everybody who wants to spend money with Letterboxd. Join the club. Really, really fun. And if you like tracking your movies and writing reviews and reading wonderful reviews from other people who love movies, this is the place. It's This is the best of the social networks. I'm telling you, the best of the social networks. Take that, Friendster. It's time for the <laughs> Rob Cabosco Memorial List Challenge. Hooray! <laughs> How did we get saddled with this? Yeah, I, I, I found that, um, I don't know, I guess this is my... Uh, life and times in in my the the life and death of my membership of the Rob Cabosco fan club in that <laughs> it um, was I I was on an island and I felt that I was on an island I was defending Rob Cabosco in his choice of step up one two and three okay I was like this oh, okay. was imaginative I was I was with him on it uh, there was a theme there going for it and and he did pick step up three D which is a movie that is bad yes but I can defend it and I respected that and I was the only lone voice in the wilderness. <laughs> Saying, stand, saying, yeah, no, there is some value in what he did, even if you don't like it. I, you know, I was, I was with, I was with him, and 
Then I heard the last uh, sap mat and the amount of copious thought that went into the choice of this list of, oh, I don't know, saddest Christmases. And, and <laughs> not, not giving a single thought to, oh, aren't most Christmas movies not sad? No. That, was that discussed? <laughs> no. Did, it, did anyone even retort that? No. So then I found myself nope. then, uh, while I was on the Rob Cabosco fan island, I had to step off because I feel that he came up step with Step right this, off the island. Yeah, he came up with this list because uh, I think there's some deep-seated animosity towards us. Um, and that's why we are dealing yeah. with this list. And, and you actually are collateral damage, is what I think you're saying, because you supported the yeah. step up. Yeah, I did. Picks, right? I did. I did. And I now you've inherited yeah. you the, the choice of satisfaction. You still have the Cabosco yeah. stink all over you. <laughs> oh, such a Cabosco stink. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I get to go first. All right. All right. Saddest I, um, Christmas. Most of the Christmas movies, as Ocean has said, are not sad. And so I had to lean in on uh, actual elements in movies that I think are so sad that the redemptive mm. follow-on of the sadness is, to me, unbelievable. How's that? Is that, a, is that a fair way to interpret? I would think so, yes. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Maybe. I'll um, let you know. <laughs> <laughs> My first pick is uh, from 2019. It's a very recent movie, and we just watched it last season because we are big Game of Thrones fans. And mm -hmm. <laughs> boy, that Game of Thrones holiday episode, am I right? <laughs> it's, it's a real bottle episode, but uh, no. <laughs> I'm actually talking about uh, Last Christmas. Have you seen Last Christmas with Amelia Clark? No, because I figured out the twist in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the heart transplant one? Well, now you've said it. Whoa. That's the twist. It's okay, just boy, out there. Boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a Paul Feig movie, and Paul Feig movies are real hot and cold for me. Um, but when I like them, I like them. And, or, this one, the, the whole reveal, uh, the big twist, is one of those, like, meta-devastating things. Because not only do you now have the twist, but the fact that her entire relationship... Uh, reveals some deep-seated psychiatric work in her future. Uh, I find really hard to swallow. And uh, and so, actually, I think it is heralded as a happy uh, uh, ending to a movie where someone has learned lessons and moved on, and I don't think we should have moved on. I think she needs help, and I think she... <laughs> I think it is much sadder of a film than many people would otherwise say. It is a 6.5 on the IMDb scale, so it, it's a fine movie with a fine cast. Uh, I really like that Henry uh, Golding. Um, and Emma Thompson's, of course, in it. She's, she's, yep. It's tough for her to do wrong. So um, there you go. And Michelle Good Yeoh. choice. And Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Yeoh's yeah. We got Yeohs for days. We got Yeohs everywhere. So that's okay. my pick. Good work. If you had to pick a hero of Christmas... Who would it be? This isn't a trick question. Like, who's the hero of Christmas? Who's the hero of Christmas? Yeah. Well, Santa, Santa Claus. Uh, Santa we're going to go, yeah, non-religious. Yeah, non-religious. So well, we just did John McClane. I think it's yeah, John so McClane. We're going to say Santa Claus. Claus. And Santa okay. Claus has been depicted so many ways in so many films, uh, in so many exciting times, especially when 
he aforementioned rolled a <laughs> Vietnam vet for his wallet <laughs> and then sent him to hell. I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. <laughs> I'm going with Jacob's Ladder oh again. This is the fourth time I've brought up Jacob's Ladder in that many weeks. Jacob's Ladder <laughs> takes place in Christmas. Christmas in hell. The end. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I Are you, uh, Ocean, are you a Jacob's Ladder fan? I've, I've never seen Jacob's Ladder. Okay. The other asked and yeah. answered. There you go. <laughs> so I do not have an okay. informed opinion on the movie. All fair right. Enough. Yeah. All That's right. fair. All right. But let's uh, go. I'm, Ocean number three. I, honestly, now that we're celebrating it as a Christmas Christmas movie, I think I am going to try to add that to my list yep. so I can take a look at it. <laughs> okay. So um, I don't know if I've mentioned that I hate this list, but um, what I decided <laughs> to do is to say, all right. Um, I just took movies, so the way I decided to interpret this, because again, Christmas movies are not usually sad, is I took movies where a sad situation happens around Christmas time. So, okay, okay, that, okay. That's, okay. that works. So, yep. so my first one and is is one that I I normally would not pick, but again, I was it was hard to find lists uh, for for this was. Uh, <clears throat> It is a situation where, and since uh, in, in in celebration of, of Tommy's name, Louis Winthorpe the <gasps> Third is a okay. wealthy commodities director, and he's engaged to a beautiful woman and living a prosper, prosperous life until just before Christmas. He is framed for being a thief, drug dealer, and philanderer at a large company board meeting. And now this, so then this happens just before Christmas, so that now. This Christmas, the first Christmas in the movie, he is poor, living on the streets, and relying on the kindness of others as he descends into a depression for the Christmas season. I am, of course, talking about Dan Aykroyd's character in the movie Trading Places. Because, oh, because wow. When, when, when he is framed and all, all the things that were done for him for a bet of $1, um, when he is framed, it happens just before Christmas. So, Merry <laughs> Christmas to you. Lewis Windorp the third. Outstanding. Outstanding pick. I don't think Well done. Yeah, that was that is a that's a, a great pick. All right. Um uh, my second pick is one that um I I would say this one in fact just makes me sad. Oh. Uh possibly because it exists. This is just like a home movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's me at twelve. Um <laughs> A, a uh, unorthodox Santa Claus fighting oh, yeah. to save his declining business. Meanwhile, Billy, a precocious 12-year-old, hires a hitman to kill Santa after what? receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. Oh, I want this to see this a, movie. This isn't a movie. I had a feeling you would be on no, board with I this, movie, this movie, Ocean. I haven't seen this yet. I want to see this movie. Mm -hmm. 20 okay. bucks says Nick Cage plays Santa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? You're oh. actually pretty close at this point really? in their careers. I'm talking about Mel Gibson as Fat Man. This is a 5.9 on the IMDb scale. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen the trailer for this? Fat Man? Fat Man. Fat Man. Fat Man. It is uh it is an action movie where Santa goes all weapony and and uh yeah, it's huh. uh, extraordinary. I find it I I didn't care for it. Yeah. I didn't care I've for it. Never heard that it's a thing. It this is could a still thing. be a weird prank that you're playing on me. No, 
With very little no. payoff. <laughs> very little payoff, because by the time movie. you go watch the trailer and discover it's real, yeah. I will not be talking to you anymore. So, Batman. That's exciting. That's what I'm missing in most Christmas is Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real tiss the season kind of guy. All right. My number two, when you think of Christmas, what do you think about? I think we can all agree. Eggnog. Christmas trees, tinsel, mistletoe, key parties, <laughs> Elijah Wood being electrocuted in the ice storm. Oh, my God. This movie is depressing. Have you seen it? <laughs> it's I about a bunch of sad people. God. It's a Christmas movie. It Never counts. in a million years would I have imagined this. That was my number one pick. It's a steal? It's an absolute <laughs> Steel. <laughs> That's exciting for oh, me. God. The Ice Storm. Have you even heard of it, Ocean? I've heard of it. Yeah, Kevin <laughs> Klein, I think Sigourney Weaver, and it's a bunch of sad yeah. people being sad, and then they die, and then a little girl exposes herself to a child or something. It's a mess. Either way, the Ice Storm wow. and a steal. What does that mean? I win Christmas. <laughs> you do. You just won Christmas. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> I got to call my All dad. right. All right. Uh, Ocean, what do you got? Number two. So I really only had two movies. So, (laughs) oh, interesting. You really don't like this list. I have a really interesting strategy. So, yeah. My third movie is Step Up. I mean, (laughs) walk off the podcast. Exactly. Step Up 3D. It takes place during Christmas. You know what? If it did, that would have been my pick. Um, So, yeah. So, my, uh, my middle one is one that is just a massive stretch to get to where I wanted to get to. So I'm just going to kind of bite the bullet with it. My th- I'll, I'll, leave my, I'll leave the other one that I think makes some sense a little bit to the, to the third. So all of that okay. preamble was to basically lower everybody's expectations. Of, 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 of the Now, the movie itself to me is great, but the situation to get it onto this list is just kind of a stretch. So, Aye, okay. so basically, the movie, which is great, again, is Batman Returns. The, ah, the that's the point, second one. The second one. The sad point about that movie is the penguin has the worst Christmas ever, in that he is finally uh, he is living a life where he's finally being accepted by people, and then he his mayoral run is ruined and destroyed by a man who dressed up as a bat, and then when he decides mm. that he is going to eke out his revenge and. Uh, you know, kidnap all the babies of Gotham and then kill them in the river. Let's just skip over that part. Um, then he is I don't think you're supposed to skip over that yeah, part. Yeah, but we'll just skip we'll over just, that part because we'll say I want to keep him sympathetic. And then, okay. <laughs> so then, uh, and then he is he is found in his lair and he is uh, destroyed by it was the rockets from a bunch of penguins and falls down. And then he has a very sad death where he needs a drink of water. And in the middle of the city of Gotham, six emperor penguins come and escort him into his watery grave. Hence. Uh, uh, creating sadness for not only him, but his, uh, but and anyone that loved him as he died over the Christmas season in Batman Returns. Wow. That was a tearjerker of a film. Yeah. It, it was. I didn't was. know that the movie was principally about the penguin. And now I'm going to watch it with a whole new set of eyes. Yes, yes. It was. This is a real karate kid twist when I realized that Danny was actually the villain. Oh, oh right. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought you meant Danny DeVito. Yes. <laughs> that is his <laughs> name, right? Danny? And yes, is yeah. that his yeah. name? Yeah, Daniel. 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 Yeah. yeah. But Daniel, yes, yeah. Then you called yeah. him Danny. I was with you. For a second, I was like going like, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. So, anyway. All right. All right. Uh, my final 
uh, pick is a movie that I I remember as um, not a good not a good movie. <laughs> good start. <laughs> let's, let's start. Let's start with that. Um, it, it was a Michael Keaton film. Does that uh-huh. does that get uh, you anywhere? Well, I already used Batman Returns. So uh, gung ho. <laughs> no, gung-ho. it's when he's he. Was it him? Someone was hit by a car and he turned into like a reindeer or something. No, I'm thinking of something else. He turned into You're Santa Claus. You're talking about a snowman. He turned into a snowman. I'm talking oh, about is that Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. It is Jack Frost. I this never is a 5.4 on the IMDb scale. And let me tell you, the ticking clock in this movie is... So yeah, that, the, the sad part already happens early on, right? Yeah. When he's, he's, in a, he's killed in a car accident. And uh, it, time passes, and he comes back as a kind of maniacal-looking snowman. Like, the eyebrows never quite look sweet. looking angry. Yeah, it's an yeah. angry snowman. And yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it joins the sort of family as, like, the talking mystery thing that the kid has to hide. And all the tropes come into play. And the ticking clock in this movie is, of course, the weather, right? They're trying to get to this family vacation house where it's frozen and he can, like, live forever in the, in, up at a farm upstate um and and the you know when the sun comes out he melts and it's really really sad and it is uh, legit sad like that i'm not it's 1980 whatever 98 or whatever when it came out it's like i'm just pulling it it's it's legit he's released into the universe from like the the melting of the snow and that's somehow yeah. okay and so it uh, is uh peak sad also not a great movie i i in my opinion it's let's just say it wasn't for me so, right, Jack Frost. That's a hard pass. I hard it. pass and sad. <laughs> My last one. Hey, you know what the best part of Christmas is? Presents. You know what makes it hard to open presents? Scissors for hands. <laughs> Edward Scissors hands. <laughs> that was a real inspired lead up. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of joy. And pastels to be found in Edward Scissorhands, but ultimately it ends like Frankenstein, where they're chasing the villagers are chasing him back up, and a strangely jacked Anthony Michael Hall gets stabbed to death. That nobody saw that coming. So I would think this is a pretty sad Christmas because I think it ends with him just like sadly living up in Vincent Price's castle, right? Never. Oh, I rem- maybe I don't remember I, the ending. I, I don't remember the ending, and so as soon as you said Frankenstein, I imagine. Johnny Depp on an ice float, like going off into the sea. <laughs> it was something like that. Either way, it was, I think it's sadder than most people remember. And that's a sad Christmas, everybody. At the end. I don't, I, I'm, I regret that I don't remember more of that movie. That is a sad, I found it was the whole sad. movie sad. Yeah. Well, cause he's just misunderstood and it's not his fault the whole time. And it's never really redeemed. No, I think like, it ends with the villagers chasing him away, and he and I think it and they're like, and sometimes you can still hear him scissoring or something. Yeah, probably not yeah. that, but it's a yeah. real grim. Yeah, leaning yep. in on the grim style mm-hmm. of fabling. All right, hey, Ocean, this generally, yeah, I I think what we have set up here in our first eight movies is not a great list to recommend to people. No. saddest Christmases. I don't want to watch hope, any of these movies right now. <laughs> what I hope is knowing places, that maybe. knowing that Ocean came that up return. with with two, that I hope that what we have done is inspire him. Like a bolt of lightning has come down, and he has found a movie that not only has a sad right. element but lifts the entire list. Yes, above Ocean. The, the Ocean. Ocean. 
Oh, Shin, what do you yes. got? What do you got? Number three. Let's put it this way. I'll, to to level set the, uh, the the rise of expectations here, um, Pete, Pete and I will like it. So, Uh-oh. My final don't, movie... Don't, I don't like this. Is, my final movie is, is a tale that starts in uh, communist Russia. And it starts with communist Russia as a young boy who's just living a regular, regular life. Turns out as he gets older, he's getting bigger and stronger and taller. And he's now very athletic. The government has gotten a hold of his athleticism and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pump this guy with steroids and teach him how, oh, to, no. teach him how to box. And then finally, you. he's going to become the world's greatest amateur boxer. He's going to figure out ways to then come while communism is still in place in the 80s and fight for the World Heavyweight Championship. First, he has to fight someone else to get there. He wins that fight in devastating fashions. He is happy. He is on a rise. He is now training, and he has finally gotten the heavyweight champ of the world to agree to come back to Mother Russia and fight him there, where he can then be, have his crowning moment and the greatest achievement of his life. He gets in this fight and loses. By knockout. He's the On the villain. same day of his loss, his wife <laughs> disowns him. This government is ashamed of him. And his life is just, a, it's, it's the first day of the spiral downward of a, dep- of a life of depression throughout the rest of his years. But I ask you, what day did this fight happen? What day should this have been the greatest day of his life? Wow. Christmas. I didn't know that took place on Christmas. Yes, the fight took place on Christmas Day. I think your Blu-ray player Day. is broken. <laughs> All the villains are heroes in your movie. Just completely subverted. Protagonist antagonist filter <laughs> on. You have to you have to retouch that button. <laughs> and so, <laughs> if you so haven't amazing. figured that yet, or yet yeah. the movie is Rocky Four. Yeah. And yes, and oh my the fight God. Drago loses. Dra- is that Yvonne Drago? <laughs> who is basically yeah disowned by his country and his family, for, mm. and has years of depression that aren't aren't resolved until many movies later. That's it. That's a hundred percent. That is absolutely it. And Ocean, I have to tell you, you did it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> you did exactly 100%. what we needed you to do. Thank you. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> and you sold it. Mwah. Chef's yes. kiss, perfect. Chef's kiss, well perfect. Done. All right. So here we are. Uh, we are left with the awesome responsibility of crafting the list for next time around. And let me tell you, you will be crafting that list for me and Kyle Olson and the many times aforementioned. Rob Cabasco. Okay. Okay. Well, if Rob Cabasco's on the list, should we just start with like uh, happy funeral movies? <laughs> <laughs> just start there. I was not making hilarious uh, brisses. No, exactly. <laughs> well, I see it's the new. So here's the, here's the uh, it's, it's going to be the first one of the new year, right? That's right. It so, is actually right. going to be released on New Year's Day. Okay. Oh. So, so then, so then, Tommy. So since Pete should have as little to do, he's put he can't put his thumb on the scale too much with this. Right. So my thoughts were along the lines of one of you know two things. You can either go because it's New Year, something to do with the party movies, or since mm-hmm. it's also New Year, something to do with like a rebirth, a rebirth, or yeah, something oh. re- rebirth or new or something that's you know that whether you know kind of like you're you know entering in a new. A new thing. This is my half-baked idea, but I'm trying to think oh, of like, really like some sure. ways to frame that. And I think what you can about, have like, different ways to do it. 
fresh starts would be a possibility, like someone making a real fresh start in their life or career or whatever, because that could be a lot of different things. Okay. Someone trying to, like with the idea of resolutions, it could be, um, resolution seems hard. Well, yeah. And also resolution. Something about a set of rules. What'd you say? Also resolution seems to me like an end. I was thinking more like they'd be doing something where it's the beginning. Or, no, like a, yeah. like you make a list of resolutions for oh, New Year's oh, Eve for oh, the next year. Oh, yeah, that, that, so like making like coming up with a bunch of new rules for yourself or a new code, something yeah. like that, is an option. Yeah, but yeah, no, that, that's that sort that of would, along the line yeah, of that fresh would be start. Tough. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that would be tough one. I like so fresh, fresh start. I like oh, well, you could do re- unexpected. I, I swear we talked about something that that might on this show. Yeah, that, on this that show, was like refresh. That, that would be along those lines. So there were, were, were oh, you know, I was else. complaining about retreads. That that might have been it. Retreads. Yeah, right. But now you're now you're redoing a thing. So then yeah. you could be, you know, I mean, now if 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 this was New Year's for 2021, we could talk about like you know time loops and uh, time right. slowing down and stuff like that. But uh, uh, since 2022 should be a new, fresh awakening, and we're you know we're back to normal. So um, I don't know. Fresh starts. Or, I mean, you could maybe either you could fresh play starts with it or like drastic a, life changes. Okay, like big life changes. Big life changes if that's more fun than fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What I like about so I think you, you could go two different ways on this. One, if it's just fresh starts, then that implies that a character or characters are intentionally making a change in their lives. Right. And what I like about uh, drastic life changes is that it could be either they're choosing to go to make a fresh start or a fresh start is imposed upon them. Sure. Well, that would be making it more of a downer. I was trying to be good, like an uplifting. Hey, no, I think it could be really, it gives you an option to like how, how they things, because sometimes, you know, you got to take the red pill or the blue pill. That's a rebirth. So maybe instead of drastic, we can say dramatic. And that takes the, the, Finger off of the set. Drastic has a negative connotation. Yeah. Okay. So, so dr- dramatic dr- life changes. Dramatic life changes. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yes. So, um, should we that's, then so do that's it, like it. it? Well, should we do it where dramatic life changes like in the middle of the movie? Because not one of those things of where, you know, someone's been like, you know, a grocery clerk, clerk their whole, throughout the whole movie. Then at the end, it's, oh, you're now a, a, the CEO of Amazon. Right, you know, so that it's what, not like just like an end. I, no. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, like, like not where it happens right at the end, where it's implied that everything's going to change. That we the actually, movie actually, is about the, the journey. Shows the, the movie is movie about shows the journey. The change. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. How would That's you? Good. How do you want to phrase it? So you can just um, say shown in the movie or shown, in, you know, because right now um, we're at dr- dramatic life changes. Right. You want to well, like, I mean, could it, it has to be like the movie is about dramatic life changes, or someone or just has changes. it during the movie that you see both sides. What what or comes after a dramatic life change? After, yeah, is there a succinct way to say that? Yeah. Or you know, repercussions of a dramatic dramatic life change? Exactly. You know, we just we, you know what we just leave a dramatic life change, and we'll okay. we'll let you we'll let you three pick who, you know pick your pick your movies, and we know that the yeah, whoever, whoever picks snow. the best movies will pick ones that are you can see both sides, and the ones that don't pick yeah. that. We'll, we'll know. We'll know what caliber of list picker they are. <laughs> okay, Excellent. someone's name might get changed <laughs> in the, the, the in the memorial list picking challenge. Is that what you're saying? I think that's it. We're going to have to have some sort of a trophy yep. uh, designed for this. Uh, that, that's Thank fantastic. Boo. 
Uh, great list um, of movies that I don't want to watch except for Rocky. Well done. I think this is going to be really fun. Uh, dramatic life changes for the new year. Uh, real quick, uh, Tommy, what is your New Year's movie of choice? That takes place on New Year's? No, no, no. Just the movie that you watch on New Year's. Oh, Ocean, you go first. Ocean, um, I, I watch I, I watch uh, any given Sunday because on New Year's I grew up watching uh, football, uh, <laughs> college football all day with all the bowl games. And so if I'm going to watch a movie, it needs to be a football movie, and that football movie is any given Sunday. There you go. All right, Tom. I see you looking at the shelf. You only have twelve movies there. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> over at my shelf. I love to start every New Year off with a bright, shining face and feeling good about me and the people around me. So I watch Gone Baby Gone. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked the saddest movie I could see from my shelf. <laughs> but was it on Christmas? Uh, for me, I will watch Ronin every chance I get. And now I pretty oh. much put it on if nobody else is around the house. I will put that on on New Year's. And uh, really, because, you know, after all the festivities of the night before, you're kind of recuperating, you're having a slow day. So if there isn't a new release, like we're going out in theater, I'll put on Ronan. I love that movie. The Robert, the Robert More De Niro. than any of my friends. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. 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 And it actually it hey. works a lot. Of, it works really well on rewatch. So I can see that. Oh, yeah. Like that. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, what do we have going on uh, coming up? Uh, show specific stuff. Do we have any? Uh, we, we have one. We have one film board. Uh, the next uh, film board planned will be uh, this weekend where I will be joined by uh, Kyle Olson and Rob Cabosco. And we will be discussing uh, Spider Man. So, looking uh, looking forward to that conversation uh, as I look forward to all conversations that involve Spider Man. Spider Man, outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just, uh, as you are listening to this, we're wrapping up our. Uh, 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 let's see, I think we're wrapping up our. We've wrapped up our ten year anniversary series. We're into our Anne Hui series, films of Anne Hui, uh, a Chinese Hong Kong filmmaker, uh, and we have uh, we are leading into. I don't even know what we're what we're leading into. Uh, journalists, we're going cool. into journalists. Uh, I love it. Movies, so that should be a fun uh, early New Year uh, set of films that we have coming up. We're very excited to get into those movies over on the next reel. Uh, everything else has slowed down a little bit during the uh, January uh, crossover, and we're going to be coming back with lots of other new shows once we get through the new year. So. Uh, hang tight. And uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Ocean Tommy, always a pleasure. We did it! I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. 
If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. 